BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Sure, get on the plane, take off that face diaper. Apparently a federal judge in Florida says that the CDC can't do that. They didn't follow their own rules, public comment periods, all that kind of stuff that judges usually rule. But anyway, as uh, for now, they killed the mask mandate on public transportation. That's the buses. No face the planes, diapers. The trains. What's that? No face diapers. Don't wear the face diaper. I'd get on a plane this afternoon and say, I got a judge behind me. Uh, <laughs> You gotta, me I don't you gotta start this. annoying these people you see wearing them saying, hey, nice face diaper. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah. I wore one. I was fine. You're wearing you're wearing yeah, a face course. diaper? Yes. Yes. Where? When I went to Vegas. When I, I took I was went from Burbank to Vegas over well, you the got weekend. On a plane, right? Yes. Okay. Well, you still have to as of the weekend that this decision just happened today, so Oh, that's true. But I still, like I said, even if it, it, I, I would go on a plane today and wear my face diaper, as you forever. I'd certainly ask the airline if they would still require it because you, if the judge the... struck it down, they don't have to. Yes, forever. You're wearing the diaper forever? Yes. What if you're the only one? Would I don't that care. bother you because no. you're very self-conscious? No, no, I, I don't want to get sick. I've said that before. No, I don't care. Especially no. when a stranger is sitting next to me and hacking away and sneezing. No, God. I'm going to wear my diaper for sure. <laughs> well, I'd put it this way. If that starts to happen, I take out my face diaper. 
But I don't think I'd get on every plane every time. Well, wouldn't you be embarrassed if you're sitting next to somebody and the, the guy sneezes and then you just get your face diaper out? Yeah, no, I would not be embarrassed. I'd say, screw you. You should have <laughs> stayed home, you sick bastard. Exactly. Stay home when you're sick. Don't get on the plane. Don't get us all sick. Some people like to press through. Like John always used to come to work all hacking all over the place, all over the desk, the office. Because he's a trooper. He wants to keep working. <laughs> Can't keep him down. What am I going to stay home and do what? Not get us sick. Sneeze at home? <laughs> uh, all right, here's a good story. We have uh, the audio to play. Headline is, convicted murderer vows to get L.A. District Attorney George Gascon's name tattooed on his face in audio obtained by Fox News. This apparently has something to do with, <laughs> what a name, Tucker Carlson's originals documentary, quote, The Suicide of Los Angeles on Fox Nation. And again, they like to make the point on Fox News Channel. I have no objection that these progressive liberal cities are crumbling from homelessness and crime. They are. It is. It is. It is true. As if the city is committing suicide. Exactly right. Right. So Fox News has obtained audio of a convicted murderer saying he's going to do this because the prosecutor massively reduced charges in the case against him. His name is Luis Angel Hernandez. And this was taken from a jailhouse phone call. According to a law enforcement source, Hernandez shot and killed a delivery person for a marijuana delivery service during an armed robbery back in 2018. He's a member of something called the OTF gang. Right, so, not, that one's new to me. So this is a real conviction. Let's see what that stands for. This is, uh, yeah, I bet you I know what the F stands for. Uh, this is a real convicted murderer here. And, and you will hear his, his joy. At uh, Gascon's existence. Now, here is the... He wants to memorialize Gascon on his face. This is all about Gascon's directive that barred prosecutors from applying enhancements in just about all cases. Does it matter how serious or sick the crime were? And, of course, enhancements increase sentences based on the circumstances of a crime. Michelle Hannessy's quoted in here saying, A robbery can be a purse snatch with no injury, or it could be a gun in your face. Sentencing enhancements make sure that the perpetrator of the first and the perpetrator of the second are treated differently. And she's right about that. Once you start using a gun, Hernandez faced enhancements for being a gang member and using a gun in the commission of a crime and for the special circumstance of committing murder during an armed robbery. That's three. The the enhancements were all dropped because of Gascon's policy. And there's huge, I mean, those are huge sentences. You get maybe like an extra 10 years. For every count there. Whereas robbery by itself is a a relatively small number of years. Right. So here is the uh, cut we're going to play, courtesy of uh, Fox News, of this convicted murderer talking about Gascon. It's looking real good. Now we got a new DA in L.A., so they're going to... I got caught on the 14th, fool. Right there in Compton on Thursday, so they're going to drop a gang of... um, like my gun enhancement, my gang enhancement, my gang enhancement's ten years full for being a gang member. And then the gun and the commission of crime. I don't get that name on my face. That's a champ right there. Gascon. That's the right there, bro. He's making the story changes for all of us, fool. You know, so I'm just grateful, fool. Like I got good news off that. So at least now I know, like, they're like, you're coming home, blood. Like, they already told me, my lord told me, you're coming home. He will be eligible for youthful offender parole 
which could limit his time in prison to 25 years. Yeah. Uh, his, his quote, I'm going to get that N-word's name on my face. That's a champ right there. Effing Gascon. He's making historic changes for all of us, fool. <clears throat> I like tough gang guys like to use certain words like bro, fool. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> They're cool. I'm just grateful, fool. Like I got good news off that bleep. <laughs> no, now, there's some and, grammatical and, errors in he, there. But I, he's he's very aware of the laws. He's very aware of the <coughs> nuance of the various enhancements oh yeah, says, and how many they years told me he would like, get. You're, you're coming home, blood. My lawyer told me you're coming home. Yeah. Well, if you're, you're dropping three of the enhancements that would give you extended time, there isn't much left. Now, Even though do we really somebody. believe that he'll serve 25 years the way this state is going? I mean, no. is that a minimum lock, absolute 25 years? Because I no. have a feeling that the no, way no, the no. state's well, going, he could be out in probably 10 well, less. No. Well, yeah, because look at the, the case with Smiley Martin. That was supposed yeah. to be 10, ended up being 4. So 25 years could end up being, you know, 10. Right. Or less. I mean, they want to dump... 75 out of the 95,000 felons out of state prison with Prop 57. No, uh, we have wholesale extreme problems going on because there's there's no bail. There's no enhancements. Uh, there are uh, Prop 47 and 57 major issues that lets everyone out early or they don't get, get charged to begin with. Uh, it, it's, it's incredibly bad. And then they're going to wonder... Then, then they're going to wonder why, and then they'll blame the crime increase on everything else. Of course. Which I've seen what the pattern is. They do something which on its face is obvious. If you let out all these violent felons, they're going to be wandering around the streets committing violent crimes. What else do they do? They don't do anything else. I'm going to get that N's name on my face. That's a champ right there. Bleeping mm. Gascon. Yeah. To use the F word. Yep. Gascon, look at that. You've got fans from murdering gang members like Luis Angel Hernandez. Yeah, I don't know if uh, they had money for TV commercials to recall Gascon movement, but they ought to just take 30 seconds of this guy talking. Then you know With to drive the, the signature. They should, they should do some advertising to drive the signature collecting. They're still in that mode, but this would be powerful. Make him the poster boy of the recall Gascon movement. You can't get anything better. That and the, uh, the, remember the video of the guy who was uh, clinking champagne glasses? Yeah, we have that in the Gascon Recall Desk audio. Yeah. Right, he did. He did a little toast of jailhouse uh, booze. This, this is real. This isn't, this isn't hyperbole. They're really happy. They're because lawyers. enhancements are serious stuff. I, yeah. I mean, this bleep is looking real good. Now we got a new DA in L.A., so they're going to drop a gang, uh, yeah. like my gun enhancement, my gang enhancement. My gang enhancement is 10 years, fool, for being a gang member. And then the gun and the commission of a crime. That's what lopped this down to 25 years, and you and I know it won't be 25 years. Just remember, up until uh, you know a month or two ago, if you went on the uh, George Gascon campaign site, first face you'd see was Karen Bass. Oh, right. Right, she had that stripped down. That's right. And he was, he was uh, there on stage with her at her kickoff event, her campaign kickoff. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Do you want to live... In a county where the district attorney is so beloved by the most violent murderers that they would tattoo his name 
to, on their face. If you were a reporter, the next time Gascon holds an event with the media, wouldn't that be the first question you would ask? How do you feel about a murdering inmate wanting to tattoo your name on his face because he loves you so much? And what? How do you respond to that, Mr. Gascon? Explain to everybody <laughs> how this came to be. <laughs> and what, what about the poor guy who got murdered? The delivery guy for a marijuana business. Yeah. 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 Doesn't sound like it was another gang member, which sometimes reduces our compassion, but... But still, it's, it's still a murder. I know. Even if... Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know who it is, and I don't know if he's uh, sympathetic, but... Well, the El Segundo Times has a collection of columnists we enjoy. All of them, really. Uh, the latest all-star is a woman by the name of Erica D. Smith, who, if you watch the first big mayor's debate that included Rick Caruso a couple of weeks ago... She joined the panel uh, of questioners, along with Alex Michelson. She was the other questioner. Uh, she writes some beauties. This one that appeared over the weekend is, what is the theory behind why crime is rising? This one doesn't get discussed enough. And I knew from the title probably where this was going. And of course, the answer is, and it's a head shake, there's just too much income inequality. And that's just going to cause people to lash out and steal. And she starts out with that story about how last week LAPD talked about 17 gangs dispatching crews to target and rob wealthy Angelinos, following them from high-end hotels, restaurants, and clubs, and snatching their watches and purses. And I thought, is that really what you want to open with? Because that doesn't sound like a product of income inequality. That sounds like a lack of enforcement against gangs and mm. look at the guy we just played well there's who's no praising gascon because he's going to get a reduced jail sentence for Be murder because they know this stuff right because if there's no gun enhancement and they use a gun to steal the there's watch no bail and if there's no gang enhancement and there's no bail we heard about a guy last week an 18 year old guy that's robbed people three times in four months and because of no bail he's right back out there that's what's, that's what's causing this problem. If, if Erica D. Smith doesn't understand that, you can really stop reading after the first uh, paragraph. What's, what's her D for, dumbass? Well, it's... I mean, what, 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 kind of, what kind of thought is this? What kind of intelligence is this? Well, she's There's making no the case for, we need to spend more money on gang intervention tactics. Well, and how much money have we is. spent in the last 50 years? Desperate poor people, young people move to gangs so they can make money selling drugs and in gang no, activities. You, no, you know why they join gangs? If we can gangs, only get in there and stop them before you, they join. You know why they join gangs? They join gangs when they don't have fathers in their life. That's why. Number one reason. Nearly every gang member doesn't have a dad unless the da dad's in a gang too. Because they're looking for male role models and local gang members project strength and confidence and then they've got uh, they've got they've got all the uh, economic benefits of life. They're driving nice cars. They've got their own nice jewelry. They get the girls in the neighborhood because it's just like the it's just like the mafia. And they have I mean, power and they're intimidating and that's very attractive to a young guy. Not all economic desperation leads to crime, of course. But are we really surprised that, according to LAPD? A small subset of poor people from South L.A. have brazenly turned to armed robberies to even the score. Like this is a Robin Hood thing? What do you mean no, to, it's e not. to even the score? What, what is somebody who legally makes a lot of money because they're successful? What are they supposed to do? 
Why, why now do are they are they supposed to be a victim of a violent crime? Because they went to work every day, and some guy who doesn't go to work every day gets to take their stuff. And what about all the poor people who don't turn to crime? Most poor people don't go out and start stealing things. No, well, they're most not of in them gangs go to either. Go to school. Most, most, yeah. Most poor young this guys story, don't join gangs. This story, which she reduced to these seventeen gangs and LAPDs trying to stop all the street robberies, is about a distinct subset of people that are not doing this because of income inequality. They're doing this because they can get away with it. They don't want to work. There are. They a- see an environment now where they know they're going to get no bail. There's little punishment. There's no enhancements. They can use a gun. Come on. And they, they know this stuff. And they were not. As evidenced by the audio we just played from the gang member who loves Gascon because no enhancements for murder. Well, you think that guy's going to show up for work? You heard him. Out of exactly. His, yeah. Every three words out of his mouth is bro or fool or blood. Yeah, that's guy, that guy's going to get uh, an office job, right? Now, we spent part of the show last week with Joel Kotkin's latest column. There is a lot of income inequality in the state of California. It is like a feudal society. But this particular thing she's talking about, where people are getting robbed on the street from organized gangs, that's not the same thing. That has a lot to do with well, enforcement and punishment. Well, they, they, these, these, these are uh, young guys who weren't raised with much discipline in their life, were strong role models. You know, the, the, the public school system is an atrocity. So they take, uh, they take the easiest path to riches, just steal things. What's right. the consequence? No bail, no jail. Like sentences? And and I'm telling you, I mean, it may not. A lot of people think, well, criminals are dumb. They're not really following the news or the politics or the. But they do know what's happening with the sentencing and with the courts. They do find this stuff out because one of their bros gets arrested for something like, hey, man, you're out already? Oh, yeah, there's no bail. Yeah. And there's no enhancements. My lawyer told me. This stuff gets around. So just the same thing like with Prop it, 47. Once people found out that the uh, amount was $950 or more, that led to a crime spree. Her, her views are foolish and wrong and not even worth debating. The, 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 these progressive ideas do not work. All this progressive hand-wringing is irrelevant. Yeah, right, because, got- because you cannot get to people's homes and raise everybody's kids properly, the safety valve is when they get outside – and they start committing crimes, you have a mechanism to put them in jail repeatedly until they learn their lesson. And if they don't, then don't let them out of jail anymore. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, well, her name is Sherry Papini. You may know this story. She faked her own kidnapping. She had her day in court today and pled guilty. We'll be talking to Alex Stone from KFI News after 4 o'clock, uh, the end of that crazy story. Uh, we're going to talk now about the New York Times and a reporter by the name of Thomas Fuller. They put out a brand new story about the homeless in California, and it's all about how they die on the streets. More than ever, it has become deadly to be homeless in America, especially for men in their 50s and 60s. The article has a picture of Ivan Perez, a former stockbroker who now lives on the streets. Boy, the markets are doing well. How did this happen? Uh, walking past a man sleeping on the grass near the Santa Monica Pier. I, I, I thought the same thing. In in this environment of the last you know, 20 years, this stockbroker is uh, living on the street. 
Yeah, well, sometimes stockbrokers use drugs. And well, uh, that's what that's what I hated about the example because a former stockbroker, it can happen to any of us. No, I have a feeling Ivan Perez probably has ingested a lot of substances in his body. You get caught up in addiction, and then you don't take the steps to get yourself right. Yeah, you could end up homeless, but that's not everybody. I I mean, was it was it a lack of opportunity? I imagine he graduated from college. I imagine he went to a really good high school, right? He had good grades. So it isn't what uh, they were trying to sell in that last story. Across Los Angeles County last year, the unsheltered died in record numbers, an average of five homeless deaths a day. Unsheltered. Most in plain view of the world around them. It's a very sympathetic story, as you might expect from the New York Times. But I think we all agree on this. We don't want people dying in the streets. So take them somewhere and get them help, whether they what, like it or not. What? What? But by the way, we have to end this. Well, this this condescending attitude that they die in plain view. What are we supposed to do when the government refuses to take them away before they die? We gave them billions of dollars. What else do you want us to do? We're still suffering from the days of believing it's, that all mental health and treatment facilities are nothing but horror houses. Really, we're still caught up in that. No, it's because they just they refuse to do it. The government refuses. No. And if they did it, things would be better. But they don't. And now you've got a lot. The drugs are much more powerful, much more dangerous, more deadly. So it mentions how California is leading the way here because about <laughs> one in four of the nation's 500,000 homeless people live in California. Think about that. We're about 12 percent of the population. But we got 20. It sounds just like that welfare stat, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Don't we have 25% of the welfare? Well, because we give we have out 25% of the homeless. We give out uh, uh, lots of welfare benefits and we let people uh, sleep on the street and on the boardwalk. So they live in really uh, comfortable climate and nobody bothers them. So they could take their meth and their fentanyl and their heroin and have a pleasant life until they overdose one night. In L.A. County, the homeless population grew by 50% from 2015 to 2020. Yeah, thank you, Prop 47. Hey, you were wait. a big factor in that. <clears throat> right. And we and we gave the money. We gave billions of dollars uh, to have these people uh, cared for, housed in some manner, and all the money got blown by all the criminals in the uh, homeless industry, all those nonprofits and all the politicians and their families and friends. So we're run by corrupt criminals. The whole nonprofit housing industry is uh, homeless industry is run by corrupt criminals. And now what do you want from us? Everybody's going to be coming for more money, right? And then you say, like, what? You imply that we're uncaring? Uh, they all died in plain view. Well, yeah, they died in plain view. Billy, a metal worker and carpenter from New Jersey who now sleeps in the narrow alleys between Venice Beach and Los Angeles constantly feels the reminders of his previous jobs. At 50, he has chronic pain from an accident while trimming trees, treating it with a jumbo-sized bottle of a leaf he keeps in his backpack. He's overdosed twice from heroin, revived both times with the drug uh, Naxalone, and he has watched his friends have disappeared around him. Like I said, it's a very sympathetic story, but it's like, dude, get yourself some help. Yeah, he doesn't want his last name published because it would embarrass his three grown children. Wow. He's got three grown children, but he's uh, living on the street overdosing on heroin. Homeless people are 35 times as likely as the general population to die of drug or alcohol overdose. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, and, and the government does nothing to stop the flow of heroin, fentanyl, and meth, which comes over the border. Nobody wants the, the border secured in any way. 
So billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of deadly drugs comes over. And then the people uh, take the drugs. They they snort it. They smoke it. They inject it. Well, what the do you think finally happen? mentions all the money that's been spent by Newsom, by the county, but yet county officials cannot keep up. While 207 homeless people find housing every day, 227 more become homeless daily. Come on. They don't become that's a, that's homeless. That's a bogus statistic. No, they, they get off the trains and the buses from out of state. And the 207 Folks, people who find housing every day don't stay in housing for long. It's no. another bogus statistic. No. They make us think, well, we came up with a solution for 200 people, but 225 more are homeless. Don't believe these made-up statistics. By the way, how are we going to stop them from taking their meth and heroin and uh, fentanyl? How do we do that? Nobody seems to know. Maybe there's no way. How about that? There's no way to stop drug addicts from taking their drugs since we we allow the border to be wide open so we get an unending flow. And and, and all these people, they've got families somewhere. And guess what? They, he talks about uh, all these people who die in the morgue and their bodies are unclaimed. Well, what does that tell you? It tells you nobody's missing them. Nobody wants to even claim their dead body, let alone their live one, because their behavior from all the drugs and their mental illness illness has been so difficult that everybody gave up. That happens. What are you going to do? You've got somebody in your family who's so outrageously angry and violent and difficult. Yeah, eventually you give up and say, go ahead, head to the streets. I'm, I'm done. David Brown, 59, a former bus driver and fast food employee in San Francisco, is in a rehab program at the Salvation Army. But he describes the accumulation of circumstances that led to his street, his life on the streets. Knee problems, type 2 diabetes. Oh, here it is. Prison terms for burglary, a lifetime struggle with alcoholism and drug abuse. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to take the drugs. You didn't have to take the alcohol. You didn't have to steal whatever you stole. And if you couldn't fit in the bus driver's seat, then maybe you should have gotten another job. I don't understand this. A lifetime of trying to squeeze into the bus driver's seat. So don't do it. That was the only job in the world? I I don't understand. Again, if we're going to go down this road of sympathy and then listen, we're not going to make people get the help that they need, listen to one we're going to be stuck with this forever. Listen to one of these idiot uh, psychologists from Stanford, Keith Humphreys. He said society should ask the question, can we help men from dying so much? No, you can't help them. If, if if they're addicted to drugs and you don't you don't force them into drug treatment, you can't. You have to force them to do everything here. If you, oh, the, uh, if you if you don't, we gave the money, they should have built the drug treatment centers and the mental health treatment centers. We gave them the money. They didn't. They stole the money. Oh, the stockbroker guy, they eventually interviewed him. He's fifty-three. Uh here's, you know, the usual his wife had a miscarriage. Their marriage fell apart. Marijuana habit sank his career as a stockbroker. Prison time for assault when he was high gambling. Okay. Well, I don't know what kind of marijuana he was smoking. They actually lost his job and ended up assaulting somebody. But yeah. uh, that's on him. And I don't think... What, 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 what about the real reason for the marriage falling apart? Do you think it was the miscarriage or do you think it was he was whacked out on drugs all the time? Oh, and gambling too. You know, that'll drive a wife out real fast. When you're blowing uh, all your salary on gambling and pot, nobody's sticking around for that. But of course, they make it seem like it's the miscarriage. All right, we got more coming up. Jeez, you know the New York Times, the LA Times—they are so.
dishonest, and they're dishonest in, in obvious and subtle ways. You actually have to go line by line, word by word, to strain out all the dishonesty in, in what they write and how they present things. John and Ken Show, KFI. Well, kidnapping hoax. Woman had her day in court and pled guilty. Sherry Papini. We'll talk to Alex Stone for the end of that ridiculous case coming up. See that? When you see these stories, because the media loves to cover them, about the kidnapped white women, sometimes they can be fake, right? Yeah. Don't get caught up. It's coming up after 4 o'clock. Well, it happened again. Deborah Mark showed up at an NBA playoff game. I, you know? I'm so busy. <laughs> yep. After I don't think interrupting. You were in, I don't think you were in Las Vegas this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, after interrupting, we covered this last week. There was a play-in game in the NBA between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, in which a woman uh, tried to glue herself to the floor of the arena. And again, the protest, well, the shirt says, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. And Glenn Taylor is the owner of the Timberwolves, and he's got a chicken plant. And apparently, uh, sometimes, particularly when you have an outbreak of something like bird flu, they have to put down a number of the chickens, and uh, that's the cause here. They claim that the method is particularly cruel, that they're roasted alive. So... The Timberwolves beat the Clippers and moved on to the next round in the actual NBA playoffs against the Memphis Grizzlies. The game in Memphis, it doesn't look like the same woman, but another woman with the same T-shirt, Glenn Taylor, roasts animals alive, managed to chain herself to what they call the stanchion and the basket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it seemed like nobody noticed. Here is the broadcasters for the Timberwolves, Dave Benz and Jim Peterson for Bally Sports North, doing play-by-play and talking about uh, this protest. I, I believe she is, she's chained she's herself to the stanchion. She's chained herself to the stanchion. And this is... Uh, this is going to happen, I think. You know? This is like... Uh, it's a little sleeper cell of... Of chicken protesters. We've got a sleeper cell of. <laughs> well, oh man! Listen, I, I'm going to reserve any comment. I mean, but it's just—it's—is um, is that a real chain? Is it plastic or is it metal? That thing looks like. It's, I think it's metal. It's. it's... I mean, we're, we're we're being told by the truck that she's been there for a while and nobody noticed, which they got to. They're going to just break that thing off. I mean, somebody got to have some bolt cutters I think this somewhere. Is, this is one thing you get police officers as security guards. They know how to break into stuff. Let's go back to Torian Prince when he was shooting the free throw. There she is. She just pulled off her uh, top. You know, she she had the a towel on. Yeah. And I think she was trying to look like maybe she was part of the ball, the ball crew. And now they get the chain off and they're carrying her off. The people in Memphis have no idea what's going on right now. And most fans couldn't really see this because it was uh, more towards ground level at one end of the of the court where she had chained herself. Direct, direct action everywhere. This is International Grassroots Network of Animal Rights. And this is waste. the sleeper cell group that they refer to. <laughs> That's a, what a waste of time. So he owns this company called Rembrandt Enterprises. It's a factory egg farm. And they had to kill lots of chickens because the bird flu uh, spread around. And so that's the way it goes. What are you going to do? 
That's no, there's your... other things that you can do. What, what, well, just what, like what? the Chinese are trying to isolate Shanghai, this what? is what you do when you get a what? bird flu outbreak. You got to kill got, everybody. You got to kill them all if they've got bird flu. Otherwise, they're going to destroy the whole. Uh... You can do they'll, it. They'll continue to spread it everywhere. Can't we figure out a way to do it humanely? You got to start over with more chickens. Chickens are easy to reproduce. Yeah, don't you? Can't you imagine? Seriously, can't you imagine the pain that they're feeling? I mean, have you thought about that? Hmm. Clearly not. Clearly, particularly not. at Easter, it's very difficult, right? Because yeah, yeah, I <laughs> no, I, I never, just, I never. Think, you never well, seriously. I have classes of animals. I will feel, you know, if my dog or cat's in pain, okay, or the lizard or the uh, gecko uh, or the, the bird. lizard. Okay. okay, so if the lizard can feel pain, can you imagine a, a poor yeah. chicken? But but the chicken and the cow and the pig and the cow and the pig. Oh my anything god! Anything we sure. eat, in other words, anything Deborah we eat. Mark. Right. No, yeah, it's very low on the hierarchy. No, it's it's like there's some people you care about and there are others you don't, right? You know, a friend of yours gets hit by a car, you're very upset. Uh-huh. Guy you never heard of got hit by a car in the other side of the country, you don't you don't get upset. Maybe Same I thing do. here. Maybe I maybe I'm always <laughs> upset about <laughs> things like that. Really? If you're going to be concerned about every day. <laughs> that, that's hard to get through the okay, day. Okay, I'm life. not, but I'm I I I I do feel <laughs> that these animals the way that they're treated and the way that they're I can't even say euthanized, but I don't know. Murdered. I, and I think, yes, yeah, some of these animal activists are a little cuckoo. I, I will give you that. And no, I wouldn't do what they do. But they are bringing attention to what's going, what's happening. And, and that's the only yeah, way you're going to maybe make some change. I know, but we know that. We know that there's mass killing. But, no, but, but nobody's doing anything about it. I go to the grocery it. store tonight. There's steaks piled up everywhere. I know that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen by magic. That wasn't magic, yeah. No, there was uh, some bad stuff going on. Okay, but these chickens were roasted. Yeah, I don't even really understand. What did they do? I forgot. What is it that they do to the... No, I forget there's some sort of ventilation method, they call oh, it. And then they, they just overheat of... them and they die? Yeah, I think that's part of it, right? There's several methods they use for mass well, extermination. I mean, they're all... I mean, you can't inject each one of them. One of them was to just gas them. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all bad. But, you know, we got to feed 8 billion people. Uh, well, I think that we could eat fruits and nuts and <laughs> quinoa. I mean, look, I'm alive. No. <laughs> I, I'm doing just fine, and I haven't. I don't even remember when I had meat. Out. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Coming out. up next. No, out with you, no, Deborah. No, I'm saying out yeah, with all you guys. No, he means with you. I know, he but I'm, I'm, I'm turning it around. You were the one who got ejected. <laughs> I'm back in. Excessive veganism. Uh, five years after she claimed she was dumped on the side of a highway in Northern California, wrapped in chains by her kidnappers, Sherry Papini formally admits in federal court today she faked the whole thing. Alex Stone will be on next. John and Ken KFI. Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. 
Safeway. Come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.